0: What's up podcast listeners, Andy and Drew here for episode 44 of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. Andy and I are so excited you've joined us today. We are Castleberry residents and local pastors who desire to have casual conversations on this podcast each and every Tuesday for all things Castleberry. Andy, producer Robin, uh, you and I were together recently. I had a blast serving the community with you. Yes, we are working together on the
1: Neighbor to Neighbor project, which honestly, Drew, is one of the favorite things for me that we do together uh, as partners and as churches within the city. Uh, as you know, but for our listeners, this is how it works. Code enforcement has an incredible responsibility. It's a really important one to make sure that certain standards are met so we can all keep our house values up and all that kind of stuff. And so when there's a code violation, they want it to be fixed. But if there's not, sometimes they have to fine it. And sometimes the people they're fining are people who can't pay the fines. And this kind of tension, this dilemma is created. So when that happens, code enforcement will give that address to our team of churches. We'll do a little assessment on the house. We'll send out a team to go and fix the code violation and then the city will drop the violation and in some cases they will drop the fine as well so this project is like a win-win-win-win it's a win for the code department it's a win for the one who has the violation it's a win for those of us who are going to serve and it's a big win for our community and it's such an exciting project and it's always so much more fun because we get to do it together right drew what was your
0: experience this weekend two things right off the top of my head number one uh, we borrowed that the naming of this gathering this time of coming together as neighbor to neighbor Uh, obviously the the concept being we are a community Uh, we're walking alongside those right around us geographically Uh, it makes me think of mr roger's won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Loved that show as a kid. Uh, but for us, uh, my wife and I, in fact, there's actually a personal touch. Uh, we live not too far away. And Andy, I know you do as well with your family uh, near one of the homes that the neighbor to neighbor event served and that the that, that, The city and the the citizens were able to come together, the local church come together and help raise up, elevate this particular home. And uh, what was so cool was that following that event, later that night, I was out walking with my son in his stroller and two different individuals uh, stopped at that house and or near that house and... I got into a discussion literally in two different conversations where people mentioned with great excitement that they were so pleased to see that house having been fixed up the, the yard being wow, the, the trees being trimmed, the, the debris being brought out onto the street. I'm not kidding. It was, I didn't even mention the fact that I had anything to do with the house or was a part of that neighbor to neighbor team. And yet, it was clearly evidenced that the community was talking about this and they were overjoyed with excitement that this house had been fixed up and elevated, which, of course, elevates our neighborhood as a whole. It's a really cool story, a, a testament to the work being done by our citizens. So thank you. I uh Got a little bit dirty, but maybe not as dirty as
1: I should. I had to to run off. But uh, what a great project. Huge shout out to Code Enforcement and Missy and Mark and those folks and their passionate hearts within the city of Castle. And also to Shane and his team from Metro Life and, of course, 100-plus volunteers who made it happen. We couldn't have done it without them. And actually, as I keep thinking, Chick-fil-A provided a free lunch for us to say thank you as well. So it really was a great picture of our community coming together and if you want to get more of a picture of what we did go to our facebook page and we'll be sure to share some pictures there but it's amazing what we can accomplish when we put down our own agenda when we put other, others first and we seek not only to love but to serve our neighbor
0: yeah that's exactly right andy and it really was a good picture of of the of the city there were literally, as you mentioned there were city employees There were nonprofits, there was a local business that donated, and there were churches as well as citizens and individuals, really a true picture of the, the city coming together and working together. Well, we like to highlight and celebrate on this pod those who are doing the good work of serving in our city. And one of the ways we do that through conversations, through highlights on our Facebook page and Instagram feed, but also through the recognition of our community member of the month. That's right. We've got upcoming for the month of December, highlighting with a nice certificate and a little gift, recognizing an individual who's serving, leading, and inspiring within the city of Castleberry. Would you do us a favor, listener? Would you let us know either through a personal message through our Facebook page, a message on our uh, Instagram feed, our website, what'supcastleberry.com. Let us know who do you recommend to be the community member of the month. We want to highlight folks from around our city who are serving and leading and inspiring and making things just so great in Castleberry. We'll be back with our guest. Let's get a word from our sponsor, Deborah Morris Home Team, Keller Williams Advantage Realty. Deborah Morris is our sponsor. We're so thankful for her and Chuck, who serve in Castleberry and the surrounding Central Florida region. They are real estate agents helping sellers and buyers making their housing dreams a reality. They're also a part of the Castleberry and Seminole Chamber of Commerce. You can check out Deborah Morris and her team at her website. That's www.deborah.com. D E B O R A H Morris Home Team dot KW dot com. Thank you, Deborah Morris. Today we have a
1: very special guest. Dean Fafelbab, the economic development planner who works for the city of Castleberry. He has got a lot going on in his professional life within the city, and we're excited to bring you an exclusive interview about some of those things and to get to know what he's doing, what his department does, and how the city is playing their part in advancing our community. So welcome, Dean. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here.
0: Great to have you on the program. I remember one of the first times meeting you, it was actually on the golf course during a chamber fundraiser event. And you will not remember this, but you gave me a City of Castleberry pen that I still wear to this day. So pretty- right, I don't remember that. <laughs> little how things, you do? Little do you things matter. have a couple of fun icebreaker questions for you. Number one, how did Andy do on the pronunciation of your name?
2: Uh, well, I got to commend Annie on a great job. Uh, I know it's not uh, the easiest last name uh, to pronounce. I'm sure I had trouble with it growing up as a kid, not just having others pronounce it, but even I'm certainly uh, you know, pronouncing it myself. Um, geez, I mean, I, there's been some really bad pronunciations over the years. The one that comes to mind, I think, was uh, probably a great school experience was a uh, falafel bag. <laughs> oh, Dean falafel bag, and there's been numerous others. Really, the last name is phonetic, so exactly how it looks is uh, how it's pronounced. Fathalbab, um, but I've heard uh, father dad, you know, father bag, Fathel bag. Some people even just go with you know fa. They just stop there. So I'm somewhere between a falafel and a, you know a Vietnamese uh, noodle soup dish. Um, you know, there are probably worse places to be. I enjoy eating both of those meals. So uh, I totally agree. There are, there are worse places to be, um, but to make it easy for people, when I'm introducing myself um, to a new group or to strangers, I just kind of go, adopted the pseudonym of, of Dean fats, kind of make it short and sweet. And uh, that way, or, you know, just call me Dean, you know, that way it's really uh, informal and we can kind of start from there. No, Mr. Yeah. Faffelbab from, from us, we'll call you Dean. Yeah. Mr. Fafflebabs, is my father. <laughs> That's right.
1: We are entering the holidays. Thanksgiving is coming up and will have passed mm-hmm. by the time our listeners are listening, which means we are full steam ahead towards the holidays. What are you looking
2: forward to most? What's one of your favorite traditions around the holiday season? Well, certainly this year, I'm sure my family and many other families are adapting to uh, the COVID-19. And I'm sure uh, certainly in my case, you know, a lot of traditions are going to be on hold this year, unfortunately. This might be one of the first times that I don't get to spend it with uh, my mom and my uncles and my aunts down in South Florida. And we really come from a very big tradition family. You probably can't tell from my last name, but on my mom's side, Italian, Roman Catholic, Italian with tons of traditions. Uh, so some of my favorite that I look forward to is uh, Christmas Eve. We do the uh, the Feast of the Seven Fishes uh, because we're Sicilian. And I'm, I love seafood. So that for me... Uh, it's my favorite, it's my favorite meal of the year. And kind of leading up to it, there's the, I think it's December 8th. It's the feast of the immaculate conception. And we do our, uh, rendition of mufaletas, classic, uh, you know, French, uh, kind of new Orleans sandwich, but we do it a little differently, just anchovies, Parmesan cheese, olives, and olive oil on a nice, um, you know, fresh bread. Uh, And that's again, one of my, one of my favorite dishes.
1: You let us know what time we
2: need to come around because that that's very nice. I grew up uh, around the holidays where, you know, I was really blessed to have a lot of extended family uh, where I grew up in South Florida. So the holidays would be, you know, 20 to 30 people celebrating together, very loud, very very loud household and just tons of leftovers. And it's an all day affair. Dinner starts at 2 p.m. and lasts all the way up until about 10 p.m. So everyone's getting seconds and filling up. I hope we can try to do something along those lines this year. Definitely my brother and I try to keep up the tradition uh, in doing the seven fish on Christmas Eve. But uh, yeah, you know, I hope for all the viewers out there or listeners out there that, uh, you know, they're able to safely enjoy the holidays this year round.
0: Dean, it's a real important point to note that there are so many traditions and fun, you know, family gatherings and things will look a little bit different this year. But uh, I love what you said, just the encouragement to... Try and even maybe be creative, and what mm-hmm. these, these new traditions uh, look like. Dean, I want to lean in a little bit, you know, more into into your story. You, you shared you've got family in South Florida.
2: Share a little bit about kind of how you ended up in. in um So, grew up in South Florida in Broward County. Huge support system of uh, extended family, uncles, aunts, and cousins on my mom's side throughout the area. So they were always a big part of my life. Um graduated high school with honors and came up to Orlando immediately after to begin UCF, uh, where I studied political science for my undergraduate degree. I um, did that in so I came up here in, in the summer of 07, did my four years, so to speak, at UCF, graduated uh again with honors, uh, and really that's a credit to I think my my mom and my dad and my grandparents really like instilling that work ethic and having that appreciation for uh, for education. First generation American on my dad's side and second generation on my mom's side. So we humble beginnings, uh, so to speak. After UCF with the undergraduate, um, went back to South Florida for one year, did a brief stint as a licensed insurance agent. Can you imagine, you know, a 22 year old giving financial and insurance advice to parents and grandparents? Uh, I was, you know, moderately successful in that position, but it just really wasn't for me at that time. And then after that, came back up to, to Orlando to pursue a graduate degree in urban planning uh, at UCF. And really from there, beginning in 2013, 2014, getting really involved with uh, some community nonprofits, I did an AmeriCorps service term, and that's where they place you with nonprofits locally, you know, in all sorts of industries, whether you wanted to do education or home repair. So I did a a brief Vista service term with uh, Seminole County Public Schools, and then a a year-long service term, a local nonprofit Rebuilding Together of Central Florida. Their vision or their mission is uh, rebuilding homes, revitalizing communities, and rebuilding lives. So through safe and healthy housing and making those critical home repairs, they're able to, you know, manifest that that mission of theirs. And it was during that time that I started my graduate degree and really getting connected with the whole ethic of, you know, community planning, nonprofit work, you know, kind of grassroots organization. And November 2015, you know, I remember it very, very well. That's when I began my, uh, my career here with the city of Castleberry. Wow. So five five years, do they give you another pin for that? Or is that the one that Drew took? No, I, I do have a, I did get another five years of service. Thank you, pin and a little uh, certificate. Got the, the, the photo op with the city manager. And, you know, if the city was doing its uh, holiday, like employee holiday party, um, there would have been a, a nice a dinner for all the employees. And that would have been commemorated that way. But because a lot of events have been canceled, as you guys are well aware of, the nice photo op and a certificate.
1: You got some great education, obviously lots of uh, varied experience in this role. But, but what is your role within the community development department? What does it look
2: like? What does that department do? So it's really evolved uh, over the years. I uh, came in as a planner one uh, before I kind of get into that community development. Um, I'll give a brief explanation. It's this uh, kind of catch all department that includes planning and zoning, Code compliance and uh, the building department, oh, as well as the you know business tax receipts, the occupational licenses uh, for businesses here in Castleberry. Whether you're a homeowner just wanting to build you know a fence or an addition or even you know a new house from the ground up, uh, all the way to a business owner looking to you know begin uh, opening up a shop here in Castleberry. That's the BTR side, and then code compliance. I think we all are pretty well aware of. Uh, what they do, they sometimes get the uh, the short end of the stick and, and a negative light, but they really try their best to work with residents and business owners to ensure that the community has that uh, that aesthetic, and, you know, maintains that, that quality that we all really want for our community. And then, of course, the building department. So, you know, you need a permit. They're going to review it. They're going to do your inspections and so forth. But as a planner, you know, coming in as a planner, one. I was the guy who uh, who reviewed your your building permit if you were doing something re- related to your home or your property. And then if like you, I mean, we can go into the whole uh, kind of policy and procedure of planning and zoning of what is a conditional use, what is a variant and things like that, uh, rezonings, and we can go, we can really dive deep if you'd like to. On the surface level, uh, Um, You know, I really focus on being that just customer service expert uh, for residents and businesses. You know, there's a lot of rules. Every city has a different rule, per se, from the next city. So just because you have an experience with uh, like the county or like a Sanford or an Oviedo, it might not translate exactly to Castleberry. Uh, So I really took it upon myself to be that, you know, that customer service expert. Uh, help you understand the rules and and different options that may be available to you when the rules didn't necessarily allow you to accomplish what your initial uh, vision was, uh, coming up with creative alternatives and solutions. So ultimately, you could still enjoy your property the way you'd like to, but also in a manner that's consistent with the land development regulations.
0: And you know, Dean, one of the Things we mentioned earlier on this episode was just the coordination with the city, specifically the, the code compliance uh, folks, and, and how they actually uh, have really come together to allow nonprofits, churches, individuals to come and and serve you. And there's a really actually cool partnership. Uh, you'll have to go back and listen to the whole episode to hear us discuss kind of how we were able to to come alongside and and see some homes. Uh, in the city limits of Castleberry be
2: lifted kind of out of that code mm-hmm. compliance uh, place. Right. That just elevates the city as a whole. I really have to commend you both uh, in, in spearheading that initiative. I've you know, heard, you know, it's a small department, small, small city hall. I'm kind of uh, aware of you know, all the good work that you guys have been doing to try to help those residents who couldn't necessarily address um, those code compliance concerns. And, and helping, you know, mowing the lawn or removing uh, trash and debris and things like that to try to, again, help them out where they needed it. So I really give you both kudos on that. Thank you. No, I appreciate
0: that. And, then, you know, one of the things that talked to many citizens, you do as well. Uh, we all have a desire to live in a, in a healthy community to kind of have mm-hmm. this balance of we want goods and services. We want businesses close. We want parks and Privacy and you know nice streets and and safe neighborhoods. What, what are maybe one or two you know key factors when you're looking at the big picture of mm-hmm. uh, community development? What are some things you're trying to tap
2: into? Oh man, uh, I mean you touched on so many uh, not competing interests, but definitely parallel interests that we're all trying to strive for from the the local government the local planning perspective like you're trying to spin all these plates and keep them all going uh, at the same time and at one point one's going to dominate your perspective but you know you really hit the nail on the head you know a healthy community um, it looks clean it is safe it's got uh, walkable uh, and, and connected sidewalks it's 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 got mobility options for all ages and all abilities of users it's got a a wide mix of of businesses and a, uh, a healthy mix and a skilled workforce locally. It's got a city hall that's responsive to the needs of the residents. It's got a police department that is trustworthy and has the, you know, has that ethic of community service and community pride uh, and responsiveness. Ultimately, you know, it it may manifest or or come to light differently in in every different city. Uh, But I think ultimately the, the, you know, the, the aspects of the hallmarks are, are really the same for that matter.
1: Mm. Those are good. Those are all vital parts of our community that need to function together if uh, we're going to thrive together. Mm-hmm. Dean, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you and I were on the same Zoom call with the Chamber of Commerce, and you made a presentation um, to the chamber about some plans that you have to further expand uh, economic development in the city.
2: Can you, you tell us about that? Yeah, thank you. So I really got to give uh, kudos to our consultant, John Jones with SNMNE and e who put that presentation on with the, the, the chamber. Uh, so ultimately what we're trying to do is come up with a five-year action plan or strategic plan, if you will, um, that really becomes the, the kind of the backbone uh, or this roadmap for, for better purposes of where we want to go, what kind of initiatives does a city need to take on? How can we evaluate our current codes and procedures and utility systems and things of that nature so we can uh, kind of synergize them or al- align them for optimal development in the future. And it goes beyond that as well too, not just for development purposes, but you know how can the city become an asset? For local businesses that are already here, help them expand, help them recruit uh, skilled talent, and also for new businesses coming in, how can we offer different uh, incentives or services that make them choose Castleberry as that destination or as that home for their new business or relocating purposes for that matter too? So really, you know, I'm now that I've been in this position for about a year, uh, coming from very development focused planning where I would be working with uh, developers, architects and engineers on how new construction fits in and finds compatibility with our community. Now I'm really on this fact finding mission uh, with our consultant, you know, trying to get input from our residents, from our businesses, coupling that with market research, uh, understanding the demographics better, uh, understanding, you know, the market price points and kind of the projections and and and. you know, what is anticipated in the future and really trying to like bring them cohesively and leverage them uh, for everyone's benefit here in the community. Dean, what are you hearing from those business leaders that you that you mentioned in regards to what are they looking for? I can only uh, tell you what I've heard in the past. A lot of um, our, our active survey that we have available right now is good or is rather available until December 22nd, I believe. Those results won't be compiled until it closes. Uh, But from my experience um, in the five years that I've been here, you know, business owners really want to know that the land use policies, the regulations which they have to work within can work for them. And that's anywhere from signage allowances, that's a really big one, uh, to the ability to do like outdoor dining or outdoor seating, kind of just making it user friendly. Um, Even the smallest additional procedure requirement cost for an application and approval could be that deciding factor if a business owner decides to locate here or elsewhere where maybe the regulations are not as uh, strict or stringent. So that's that would be like an example. I know I know sign is a very you wouldn't think it would be, but it's a very controversial issue, both from a regulatory standpoint and from the end user standpoint. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you know, as residents here in Seminole County, you know, we don't want to see giant billboards lining our roadways and kind of detracting from the natural beauty or just becoming this, uh, kind of like tunnel of signs that, that, that sway your attention from the road even. Um, so it's really that delicate balance. And so that's what I'm really tasking myself with is finding that balance, um, where we can meet the needs of our users, uh, but still kind of maintain that community aesthetic that we've all kind of been accustomed to seeing. And also we want to see for the future.
1: I love that, Dean. And when I heard the, the presentation you made, and again, just as you've painted a picture of that here, there were a couple of things I loved. One, that you guys were putting together an intentional plan right? I'm a big believer that we don't stumble into greatness, right? We have to lead there and be intentional about getting there. And you and your team and your department are doing that. The other thing that really impressed me as well was was kind of the outward focus, inviting inputs from the community into your research and your program and your projects and things like that. And I think it makes a huge statement that you wanted to stop and listen and work on something collaborative with our businesses and community members and things like that. So, so along that, that theme, what advice would you give to some of the residents, the business owners in our community about what their role is in making our community a healthier, happier place to, to live and work?
2: Great question. Uh, first, let me thank you for acknowledging kind of that outward energy that we are putting into this program. And uh, that, you know, that really comes from really two main, you know, aspects of my background. One, you know, from my experience in nonprofits and having that kind of grassroots organization, planning with the community and you're planning for them, you don't necessarily get the outcomes you necessarily want. And potentially the outcomes that you have derived at don't necessarily meet the needs of your constituents. But really planning with the community and not for them is a, is a, a major uh, hallmark and kind of characteristic of, of my approach to planning and local government in general. Now, to your question, uh, you know, what can residents and people do to kind of uplift the community together? Man, where do we begin? Not to say, I mean, I, I first I want to commend. You know, we've got some great residents, very engaged residents and and organizations here in Castlebury. Obviously, your groups are uh, chief among them. And we got some great local businesses and business owners who are very engaged in the process. I think oftentimes, kind of in the culture that we live in now, it's really easy to throw stones, not having the perspective uh, or even the empathy uh, for the organization that you're throwing stone, stones at. For whatever reason, we are where we are now. It's so divisive out there. And it's so easy to make anonymous comments and just kind of paint this negative picture. And it's so easy to, to skew negative So I would really caution folks from doing that and really embracing that kindness, that gentleness and understanding, um, which I think is like the hallmark, you know, of what we should all strive to do. You know, not only as residents living in Castleberry, Seminole County, Florida, but, you know, just generally as Americans working together and, you know, putting beliefs and ideas to the back burner so we can progress forward.
1: Dean, that's almost like a political pitch you're making. If you you have aspirations to run? What's
2: <laughs> I don't know if I've got the uh, the wherewithal to to uh, with that, but you know I never want to say never. But, uh, certainly, I think regardless of you know if anyone runs or not, I think having that uh, approach really makes for a more inviting connection with people. And ultimately, that's you know we're we're here connecting with one another, trying to learn from one another. I don't have all the answers. You may have some and I can learn from you and vice versa. So that's just the general approach that I take not only to my professional life, but also the personal life.
1: I love that. And I mean, Drew and I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, so much of what we try to do is to create win, 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 wins, because the reality is in this small city, this small community that we call Castleberry, ultimately we'll all win together or we'll lose together. Right. Exactly. And so what do we have to do to win together. Dean, our time is, is nearly up. Time just tends to fly by when you yeah. learn interesting stuff and that's a, a credit to you. But one thing we always like to close with, we want people to get to know you and to know your role and, uh, and support you and build, as you say, that connection. So how can listeners connect with you? How can they get involved with this project? And how can they learn more about the work of community development?
2: Absolutely, uh, and thank you for that. Um, it's been a great experience so far. Um, ways to connect with me right now: uh, the only social media that I partake to is, uh, is LinkedIn, and that's got a you know got the bio, kind of the track record of what I've done, where I've been. So that's a, a great way to connect with me personally. As far as the project goes, and in, and in, in connecting with staff here in community development, you know, check out the Castleberry website. We got all of our contact information there. We're all public servants, so come on in to uh, City Hall. Do it safely. Uh, ideally maybe make a an appointment only because not everyone's here every day of the week, just kind of given the telework uh, situation that we're all in as far as connecting with the project. And I really would be, I would do a disservice if I didn't try to plug that and try to motivate your listeners to be a part of the conversation, take our survey. The project website is available actually going through the Castleberry website. If you go and click on community development and economic development, within community development, you'll find links to the survey, links to register for our virtual workshop, uh, which is December 9th, uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. The more engaged and more people we have uh, in in attendance, the more breakout rooms we'll be able to have, the more ideas we'll get flowing, and the better this plan can represent the ideas uh, and the spirit of our community. Um, again, we want to plan with the community at large, not not just for them. Yeah, be involved. You know, attend meetings. You're We're, we're public servants, everyone in this building. We work for the community. We ask for your patience in that, of course. Uh, certainly, you know, we're not strangers. We don't want to be strangers, so we try to make ourselves available. Well, thank you. So, uh,
1: listeners, go to castleberry.org, click on that Community Development tab, economic development and fill out that survey uh i did it it was uh one real easy but secondly it was quite provoking as well because it caused me to think through some things that Mm -hmm. as an engaged citizen perhaps i hadn't normally dean thank you so much for joining us today thanks for being our guest thanks for all that you're doing to build collaboration and to move our city forward that is is greatly
0: appreciated and, and we appreciate you Andy, what a great conversation we had with Dean. Uh, Not only is he a valued member of the community, but also clearly an intelligent guy, a thoughtful guy, and is uh, one to be trusted, being a part of that team to see our city develop in a a healthy and economically viable way. So looking forward to seeing more, Um, in fact, doing that survey that Dean mentioned. See a, a very smart guy. Some of the things he was saying, my brain
1: was working overtime to keep up with, but he's also got a heart that cares for our
0: community
1: as well. And so, as we wrap up, let me share a little bit of inspiration for your heart. Our quote today comes from a lady called Edith Wharton, and she says, This there are two ways of spreading light. One, to be the candle. And secondly, to be the mirror that reflects it. There are two ways of spreading light, to be the candle or to be the mirror that reflects it. And I think each of us every day has a decision to make. How are we going to make the world, how are we going to make the community a better place? Sometimes we just need to create some light. We need to do something good. We need to be kind. We need to be caring. We need to go out of our way to help another, to to be the light. But at other times, maybe we can't be that. And so our job is just to reflect the light, to say thank you, to highlight something great that is going on. Elizabeth Wharton said, there are two ways of spreading light. One, to be the candle, or secondly, to be the mirror that reflects it.
0: Thank you, Andy, and thank you, Edith Wharton. May We sure hope, listeners, that you've enjoyed this episode of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. We enjoy sharing and hopefully bringing some light to you as you go about your week. This podcast has been produced by Robin Keppy." For more information about who we are and what we're all about, please check out our website, what'supcastleberry.com, our Facebook page, Instagram, or podcast feed, all with the name What's Up Castleberry. Would you click the like button, subscribe to our podcast, and give us a rate and a review. Until next time, have a great week.